Yes, you're gonna have people turn their backs, but it's time for us to keep talking. Just keep talking that real, bro. Do what you do, I know what you do, so keep doing that. Talk the real. The HBI lads will see you now. See you now. I don't want to cause no problems. Mm-hmm. I just want to live my life, but I keep... HBI Podcast, health, business, and in between. And we are back. And it is Rapid Fire Day. Today, listen, if you are all about clinical care, you're all about long, intimate discussions, today's not the day. Today, we're all business and we're all analytics. And we want to talk about your capacity or your capacity number, whether you're on the right trajectory. And then if you are wanting to achieve certain things and your number doesn't align, where are the levers you pull to drive to the next one? And this is something that I think all practitioners, no matter where you are, whether you're a new grad, you've been in for 20 years, you need to be constantly looking at this and your associates, you know, your staff need to be looking at this because so many people set these goals, these KPIs for themselves. And then when you look at their actual ability to handle or take on clients they don't actually have the capacity to hit their goal and you can imagine how demoralizing that is if you've constantly got this goal just sitting out in front that you actually couldn't physically achieve so capacity number ben do you want me to do the maths or you want to jump in mate you went full rain man before so i think i think i'll leave the the, the rain man maths to you (laughs) all right it's a very like the number is actually very simple um and a uh, big shout out to, oh, Jesus, I'm going to absolutely butcher Mark. That's Mark, uh, Mark Hudson from Power Europe. He's when he first explained this concept to me in the, in the Rain Man Maths. So pretty simple, right? You're going to look at your average working week and your hours, right? So in this hypothetical situation, we're saying we work 20 hours a week, right? I work 20 hours a week. I have decided as a practitioner that I want to today, you know what, Ben? I am, let's use this. I'm going to be a physio. How long is your initial? Half an hour. Well, 30 or 60 minutes. Depends what you want. Yeah. Let's say 30, right? Let's, let's say, 30. say 30. And this is just goes for Cairo as well. Most initials are 30 minutes. Your first follow-up is usually 30 minutes as well. Your follow-up's probably, so we'll say a 30 initial and follow-up, right? So mm-hmm. we then want to look at growth. How many new patients a week do you need to continue your growth? So let's say hypothetically, we need, we're going to make this super easy, five. So five initials, you can have five returns for their first follow-up in that week. So there is 10. We have that. That is five hours gone. So if I work 20 hours, I've got 15 hours left mm-hmm. for my regulars, right? So let's say this more is probably a Cairo thing. Let's say you're, you know, you can see it faster, but let's go, because physios do this as well, saying one every 15, like a 15-minute appointment, right? So I've now got 15 hours where I can see four people per hour. I'm seeing 60. I add that on 10. So my capacity is now 70 because I have the 10 half an hour our visits that took out five hours. I have four people per hour for 15 hours. My capacity at 100% booking 70. is 70, right? So if your goal is to see 100, you're already in real trouble. We then have to remember that 100% booked is a unicorn, right? Like if you think, if anyone's ever like had a week where you've had no one call, especially in the last couple of years, like no one calling sick, no one changed last minute. Well, then frankly, something magical is happening for you. So we usually look at 90% is the like true capacity number, right? So if our 70 we had before, take off 10%, mm-hmm. you're fully booked is probably somewhere between 60 and 65, right? Mm-hmm. So bam, there we are. That is your capacity. If we were doing a Cairo example, we may see two every 15, right? So if I was saying two every 15 in that 15 hours, right? So instead of 60, 
I can now see 120, right? Like, so 120, still got the out to 10, it's 140. But if I wanted to see 200 a week as a weird hypothetical number, can't do that either. Mm. There is one other thing that does still need to be factored into this, but I don't want to go to Rain Man on today, is that is your review consults. So Kairos, we obviously, well, I speak for myself, but in a lot of the industry, and I think it'll be the same, you have a review consult in current of a certain extended length after a certain time and you may average two of those a week so that also has to be factored in right but it doesn't have to be nitty-gritty you know sign over cause your g and t geometry and trigonometry from year 12 again but so you get the base right so then this is where we come back to the start of the kpis if your kpi is to see 80 a week and your capacity number is 65 we have a problem right Mm -hmm. And so then we have to go back and go, all right, so over the 80 a week is what am I looking for? Is it the number itself? Is it the revenue? Or is there a third thing there, right? Because then you have to know which levers to pull. And whenever we're wanting to improve something, so whether it you know, particularly comes back to revenue or capacity, there's only three ways to do that, right? Work more, work more efficiently, or increase the cost per sale, which could be raising prices or, you know, back-ending supplements and stuff like yeah. camp, like um, programs Supp- and stuff like that. Supplementary, yeah. Yeah. So we then have a number that we know we're maxed out at. We then potentially have our future goal that we want to achieve. And then we have to figure out which bridge we're going to cross. So if you're happy seeing that number, but you want to increase revenue, well, then you're going to have to increase cost, right? If you are happy to try and see more people in the same time, well, then you're going to have to be more efficient. Or if you want to work an extra day a week, you can do that as well. But it gives us a really quick, clear pathway to know whether we're on track. Because like, it's the amount of people that I've met that like, yeah, I want to see 100 seems to be an arbitrary number, right? Like 100 a week. It's like, what are you currently doing? They're like 70. I was like, cool. What's your capacity like? Like, It's like, oh, I'm pretty fully booked. It's like, all right, well, then how do you hope to achieve it? They're like, oh, I want to work it out. If every slot's full, I'll see 100. It's like, well, that's never going to happen. And so you're just setting yourself up for failure and burnout because you, you have this unachievable goal. So we have to know where we're going and we, you know, it's the old lead versus lag measures. All right, we've got what we want. How do we hit the little goals to get there? And how do we know it's actually achievable? That's the end of my giant Rayman rant. Ben, jump on board. That was good. Yeah, really good. I think it's relevant to not only the business owner who's who's looking obviously at the figures and the bottom line, the profit and loss and whatever, but also very important as a practitioner or the, or the employer or the boss or the contract provider, whatever it may be to go, well, in order for, for us to meet the middle said i want you to see this many you want to make this much money so therefore what you've just done then was you you reverse engineered from from the from the top and work your way back um and naturally over time you know you you will get more efficient and you will get faster but there's only a certain i think a certain efficiency efficiency can be achieved now we we base all ours off um uh 30 minute or 60 minute appointment type so we have a time sort of appointment and I've thought at times when I, after having several conversations with you about changing things to to not be a time thing. However, it might be blocked. It's like right, you're you need to have them a four scheduled every fifteen minutes initials at these times of the day. So it's a it's a real that's where I've, I think the difference is with the real chiropractor associates. Like right now, you got to really think about how you schedule schedule these people and how we can make sure that um, the time is used very efficiently within the clinic. You know, obviously 
as a practitioner, you will do you know, the assessment and the, hold the conversations around uh, diagnostics and the prognosis and, 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 and what you think is necessary for the person, but all the other manual tasks, like the greeting of the client, collecting the data, um, you know, uh, cleaning the room, you know, filling out the forms, like all these sort of things that you can really increase the efficiency of outside, I guess, of the face-to-face practitioner side of things. So I think you could pretty well talk on that topic as well, get, get the, a really well-oiled machine. But um, lastly, um, it, and it also I think it depends on the, the goal of, of also, so if we're talking from a practitioner's perspective. So if you're on a, a commission, like a commission only or a base plus commission. So again, this might come back to whether you're achievement or financially driven. Everyone's sort of a little bit of both, sometimes more financial than achievement. But if it's a certain dollar figure you're looking to earn, then like you said, you got to actually do the math. It's a simple math equation on how you can do that. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, and I think I'm going to have to use this because you mentioned it before we started recording and I saw it again in something else this morning. So the universe is telling me to talk about it and it's Parkinson's law, right? The one you talked about before and that idea that we will feel like feels with what is available, right? Like if you've Storm. got 10 days to do a task, even though it's a 10 minute task, you'll take the 10 days. Storm. Like, I was, was going to say that. I was going to sound real smart, bro, but you took it. Mate, well, yeah, I get, that's why I gave you credit because you were the one who brought it up, right? But it's the yeah. time I've heard it, so heard it mentioned just since the morning. Yeah. But it's such a relevant point. And this is that classic idea that I obviously, whereas, like I see clinicians trying to grow, that like, I'll wait till I get busier till I instigate this. So like I'll wait till I'm busier till I have specific times for new patients to get in. I'll wait till I'm busier till I had reception. I'll wait till I do this. And it's like, yeah. you'll and actually sure. never achieve that level until you do the thing. Like you have to, you have to suffer a little bit in the short term to get the long-term gain, right? And it can be scary for these things. But again, this is why knowing the numbers is important because then you know how many you have to see to cover such a thing, right? Like reception is a classic example. Like reception alone, allows me to dissipate stuff that is not important for me as a clinician right like the billing the like setups the phone calls all these things that take time out of an appointment i don't have to deal with which allows me to be more efficient with the time i do have with people right there's a um my old business coach Lawrence Tam once said you know he had a what's called a tech CA so besides a receptionist he had a person that followed him around between room to room with all his appointments that would like he would uh, they would write his notes they would you know they were also like a trained person so he'd be like all right this person needs some magnesium can you show them the options take them through take them back out to the front to get them booked hand them over and then come back into the next one right and he used to say that it saved him a minute per pack patient and so his average daily like this is a guy and i saw him do it would see like 100 plus patients a day so if you could save another 100 minutes imagine how much the return on investment is right so that's an extreme case but you know that person might make him an extra two thousand dollars a day just from buying back that minute and, and, and so sorry and what and would only cost what who knows depends on what yeah. the setup is 200 bucks 300 dollars a day and that's if you're being generous like so there's all these little ways this is where automations all these things come in so you don't have to deal with those things that slow you down and that's where true efficiency comes right like it's it's making the time just about the one thing with the client and that's about the result right your time whether it be two minutes or two hours with that person is 100 energetically about getting the result outside everything is set up to allow you to have that time right and that's where getting down into the nitty-gritty and understanding these numbers is important because the more you can do that and people throw this word around like some kind of badge on it but the more you can be efficient the more you can have set up done well and automated the more and i'm air quoting here 
evidence-based you can be with your time with that person because that time is spent just on their issue not you also being like fuck i need to call that person back oh mm-hmm. i still want to charge this person oh, i need to get onto that you're not that. distracted you're with them and being there and creating that therapeutic relationship is the most important part of evidence-based and so for those people that are trying to avoid all these things and just yell on the internet it's like irrelevant so it doesn't matter why you are in the industry it doesn't matter who you work for what you're doing you have to know your capacity and you have to know your goal because that then helps you go on the pathway to achieve the end result right and that way you know if you're working for someone and their goal they've set for you isn't realistic you can have that chat if you've got an employee and their goal that they're telling you they want to achieve but they want to do it in this we'd like well the only way to do that is to do x y and z right you can actually have proper logical discussions which takes emotion away and stops a lot of issues between people so knowing your number is so important and you then have to put it in line with knowing your goal so you know where you're going to go yeah fucking bang bro you're on today but there it is that is the same like sometimes and i know we did this in episode four simplicity is key right like see oh what's the old crossfit saying it's like uh slow is fast and fast as a fit like is efficient right like it's always like you don't need to go faster you need to be more efficient because when you're more efficient, you're faster. Yeah, no, it's I like that. Just, just that's that very, simple. Very good, bro. So, I, yeah, I think that's very good. Now, on that topic, like obviously, as you said, if again, you come back to the numbers, as you said, as is the center centerpiece. Now, people will argue and go, well, you know, because you're a business owner, you're you know you're money driven and you're financial driven, and you might it might be a conveyor belt, and you're just getting people in and out. But end of the day. People don't really come back because they don't think it's, it's valuable. When when value exceeds price, then the sale is executed. So I think it's a very important thing for people who might feel like a dirty salesman or whatever it may be to understand that. And Nathan's said to me, and it's been a real epiphany for me, is like, are these people better off in your care or not? And do you, you know, and from that, it's like, well, that, that means it's like, well, yes, I believe that. And well, therefore, if you make yourself more efficient and more effective and you can you can attend to more people, therefore your influence is greater and you can influence and, and help more people. So I think it's a it's a, a win-win in my situation and our situation where well, the, the more people I see, the more people I influence, the more money I make. So yeah. the more money I make, the better the business gets, the more my staff getting paid. And you know, as long as it's all for ethical use, but it sort of it helps you, the practitioner. The client obviously is in the center, and then obviously it helps the business and the business growth, and it enhances and brings up everyone's lifestyle and well-being. Hundred percent. And like this is the thing, right? I don't think we need the disclaimer at the end there to be like, as long as it's for ethical, <clears throat> like it's it should be the standard. It's like I always laugh the idea where things have to tell you that they're organic vegetables. Like things should have to tell you that they're not, right? It's like eth- like ethics in healthcare is, I think, at the forefront, and it's actually actually saying i think we do really really well i think it's just we like always think of the bad examples and we try and set ourselves apart whereas the standard is always quality and like Mm -hmm. you may not be a business owner but the simple fact is if you're working for someone you're still in the business and we can't deny that healthcare is a business if we do not do good business people have bad lives and so people need to get over their bullshit with this like whole getting paid to provide a service thing because if you're not doing your job you're not in a good state you're not at your best your business able to provide that service 
people have worse lives they have worse relationships they live you know in a poor extent they're often poorer because they're not able to work and so getting paid to give all those things that happen outside the room should never be a weird thing for us and i just mm. think as health practitioners we just need to get past this and understand you know, people don't want your thing no problem but we are at the court the forefront all ethical except for a couple of bad outliers and we do our best to get rid of them mm-hmm. very good bro I think, <laughs> yeah no no these are i'm obviously learning a bit from you as well listening to you so i think that um yeah we'll wrap it wrap it up there in a second but the last point is that i've recently moved my sessions from 90 minutes to 60 and from 45 minutes to 30 minutes and there was a transition phase like and i've been used to seeing back-to-back clients a lot of clients so that the, the duration of how much i was working in the week was the same however obviously things bumped up by 33 percent on frequency of appointments and there was a so if you're thinking about decreasing appointment times or you're thinking about changing your schedule there will be an adaptive sticky phase where things are are harder temporarily but like all humans and and most things on the earth most things on this earth you you would adapt to the the stimulus and to the environment that you put yourself in so if you can stick that sticky point out for long enough that learning phase long enough and naturally you will get much more efficient and you'll work out man i need to change this 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 and this then um it's it's very it's quite achievable to do so i would encourage you to yeah to do that and to push yourself and to challenge yourself yeah i would like i will finish up here but two things know your numbers you know like we said before what's your capacity what's your goal what's the levers you could twist if you want if they don't are not in alignment and number two what ben just said there i challenge every practitioner whether you student or you've been doing this for decades this week in your session times to see how much time you waste because i guarantee you even if you think you're efficient someone's doing just as good a job more efficiently and when you actually take that triggering moment have a sit back and actually go oh well i just talk a lot maybe i should just shut my mouth a bit more right like or i didn't actually need to go spend that extra x amount of time doing that release work over there i was just filling time Mm. the more you look at that i I guarantee you'll find space that could be improved right parkinson's law shout out to bem shout out to the internet today for there but guys if you've got something today please really do appreciate it grab that screenshot throw it up tag us in if you want help with any of this, we're always here to chat and help you. So please don't be afraid to reach out. And always, wherever you're getting your podcast, give us a five-star review because it really helps other people get the message, which really helps our mission to help health practitioners be happy, have a great time and help more people. So it's been a pleasure. We- well, thank you, guys.
See ya.